been quite a night, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been something of a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a week. And, uh, today's Monday. <sighs> Monday. Monday. Monday, and I want this week to be over with already. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But we shall push forward. Onward and upward to the stars. Carpe noctum. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land on the stars. Oh my god. Deprived of oxygen, food, water, slowly die of now, carbon dioxide. In, carbon dioxide poisoning. In my high school library, there was a poster that said that. It had that, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land on the, the stars. stars yeah. Uh, and I, it's, it's one of those eye roll cliches. That if you take literally, obviously it's nonsense. But even just the thought of it, like, shut up. Yeah, go away. Just go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's not funny. It's not if I cool. Shot, if I shot for the moon and, hit, and land in the stars, I did something wrong. Yeah. Obviously, I, I, I obviously, still failed. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to the moon. I ended up just floating through space. My yeah. calculations were off. Yeah. I didn't do something right. There's nothing inherently good about just landing among the stars. I mean, it's not where you wanted to go. No. So... It's like saying, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, I wanted to go to, you know, uh, New York City. Ended up being Greenland. It's like, hey, well, you still made it to Greenland. Well, that's, I'm nowhere near where I wanted to be. No. I'm I, unhappy. I wanted to get promoted to chief executive officer, but, you know, now I'm a, a janitor. <laughs> nowhere near where I wanted to but be. But you landed among the stars. I mean, sure, you have a job, but it's not the job you wanted. It's not the job you were aiming for, especially if you started out somewhere that was even better. Anyway, glad we went on that tangent. Uh, happy Monday. Happy February. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Dylan? You know, just uh, <laughs> just trying to find a good place for a first date this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so you're not drinking anything, huh? Cause I mean, you're not drinking anything either. No, I'm not. Well, I, I, even yeah. off, I even offered you a giant bottle of rum. I am drinking a uh, passion tea lemonade. I had a very, very smoothie. Blast from where? Where's Lifetime that? Fitness oh. Cafe. Oh. It's delicious. It's okay. Super good. Super healthy too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I went. So I went swimming today, and so afterwards, it's like ah, I like to refresh myself. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm so healthy. Right. Uh, yeah. So I went and bought a smoothie. Just okay. like all those, uh, all you other pretentious, just like yeah. all you other pretentious jags yeah, over, yeah, yeah, over yeah. there at Lifetime. Oh yeah, that's all of us. But uh, no. So today it's swimming. Uh, so I usually swim around. I've been starting to swim around like 1,500 meters about three times a week or whatnot. And I'm like, I'm getting, I can usually swim that in around 30 minutes or so. I can usually swim, actually swim 1,000 in under 20 minutes today. I was actually pretty proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today the lanes were kind of full and a lady came in and I let her into my lanes. We were just sharing a lane. So she had the right side, I had the left side. She blew me out of the water. Like she kicked my ass. Yeah. Uh, like I could tell, like she used to be on a swim team in like highest color call or something because like she like she had the, the the cap and the goggles and like doing the flip turns like I I did swim team for a little bit in like junior high so I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a better swimmer than most people man like I thought I was not like, better than her. oh dude she just like I could feel like the wake from her coming right uh, like next to me it was ridiculous right yeah and like I'm pretty sure so I like she started swimming I was already like 400 meters in pretty sure she reached a thousand before I did. Like she was just lapping me. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. After this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, swim and give it a try myself. I uh, fortunately, the lanes where I go are pretty much never full, so I pretty much never have to share them, which I like. And I always just try to ignore what everyone beside me is doing because uh, I'm not there for them. I'm not there to compete. I'm there to compete with my former self. Good for you. Yeah. I'm there to compete. I want to be the best. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there is a, hey, what's the, the what's the what's the saying? There is no nobility in being better than your fellow man. There is only nobility in being better than your former self. Something to that. Who effect. said that? I don't know. Bet he was nobility. He might have been. <laughs> I mean, it was something that stuck. So he probably was. Uh, he or she was probably an intelligent or some kind of. Uh, well-known person, or they became one, a posthumous, a famous person, I don't know. Who knows? Either way, their words are now uh, written in stone, and we all know them. Well, no, not everyone. Yeah, not everyone. I think I've, I've, probably, <laughs> heard that. I've probably heard that before, yeah. but it's not a common one that I hear. I think, uh, actually, I'm where I pulled it from was the Kingsman. 
Oh, Colin yeah. Firth says that. I know I've heard this before. It's a great movie. I love The Kingsman. Yeah. Making a third one. Uh, yeah, they are. That's what we get. Um, but, you know, who originally said it? I don't know. Anyway, so, this week, what are we talking about? I don't know. What are we talking about? Yeah, I know. I'm carrying this week's episode. Hey, I carry last week's episode, <laughs> so you're welcome. I got a lot of politics on the slate. That's oh. the thing. That's the thing. I'll I mean, come up with something. It's mi- it's a mixed bag. I, I, I do have something. I do have. Something I mean, I don't have. It. I mean, it's probably split. It's probably split. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. So right. I, I wanted to talk about it just this morning an op-ed in the New York Times uh, by Stephen Ratner, and I just want to point this out: Stephen Ratner is not a Republican. He is uh, a financial expert. He. Uh, right now, I think he manages uh, Michael Bloomberg's portfolio, uh, so a lot of money there. Uh, but he also served, uh, he was like a counselor to uh, the Treasury Secretaries Timothy Geithner and Lawrence Summers under uh, President Obama. And so, you know, he, not a Republican. Okay, not, 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 not a, a libertarian. Not a libertarian. Someone who, who you, probably... You would probably call a Democrat. Yes, very fairly. Um, his... Um, Op-ed this morning was about debt and public spending and how all of these flashy new social programs are incredibly irresponsible because we don't have a way to pay for them. Um, And I don't know, uh, I'm sure everyone or most people, at least directly or indirectly, are familiar with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the freshman uh, congresswoman from... She needs to calm down. Yeah. Holy She's a freshman congresswoman serving the Bronx and the uh, Queens in, in New York City. She has been pushing something called the the Green New Deal. I've heard about. I heard her say yeah. that New Deal didn't exactly work out. I mean, great no. if I remember correctly. Long term, no, it didn't. But uh, so you know, I don't it, think that's a great. FDR is the poster boy for uh, Ameri- Social. American socialists. So it's not. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't really work out that well for him either. Uh, no, uh, but you know, it's a new thing that they're really pushing for. And um, speaking of which, January posted three hundred nine thousand new jobs, despite the fact that the government was shut down almost the entire month. Good for us. 309,000 new jobs. And yet, um, for whatever reason, there are people who are looking at these numbers and saying, you know, we really need more socialism in this country. Um, It's not like our... uh, It's like almost an all-time low for unemployment, isn't it? Yeah. It's ridiculously low. It's been a number of decades since it's been this low. I wonder, where do we rank in countries for unemployment? Do you know? I have no idea. Pretty sure we're like we're pretty high for like having a low unemployment. I'd say. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me considering how low our our rate is. Yeah, it's, um, it's really low. But uh, anyway, he he just something I wanna I wanna pull from this. He said uh, the list of payoffs to use a bit of Washington jargon grows more slowly. They'll pay for this how again? Tax the rich, tax the rich, or take cover behind a convenient bit of progressive dogma. Don't worry about the fiscal impact because America's rising budget budget deficits and debt levels don't much matter. That's a scary drift of thought, and it should set off alarm bells for all Americans. Vast increases in debt will ultimately compromise Washington's ability to maintain its current array of spending programs, let alone add new ones, and threaten our standard of living. He goes on to make this argument that the concept of paying for these programs when we straight out don't have the money and don't know how to pay for it it's gonna hurt us a lot especially in the long run oh yeah and uh alexandria ocasio-cortez continues to claim that we'll just pay for it yeah that doesn't no that's not how that works no details we just do she's literally said that how do we pay for this how do we pay that we just do that's not how that works that's not how that's not how math works not money works no it's not (laughs) so yeah so i know everyone so, I don't know if I mentioned this. So, I work in the defense contracting industry. I'm a def- I, I work for a defense contract. I'm an engineer for one of them. And let me tell you, like, whatever they're saying that, the that, oh, this will cost this much or this will cost this much, it will cost much more than that. Because if, it's, yeah. if, in, if the private industry is good at one thing, it's sucking the money dry from good old Uncle <laughs> Sam. Because, man, the defense industry has that down to yeah. one 
are. Well, yeah. Certainly the, the defense industry does. They're good at it. You know, those types of, of contracts, those types of monopolies, they're really uh, very lucrative. Oh, very yeah. lucrative for a lot of people. So, yeah. Actually, I worked for the FAA for a few months. I had to do a uh, training for a contract oh, yeah. on-site yeah. representative. Yeah. And I basically, I just had to learn all the ins and outs of, like, kind of how a government contract works with you know people and with other like corporations and whatnot like how you choose who you contract out with it's absurd it is absolutely I'm absurd sure it is. there was one story where a guy said they uh, a government building like contracted some people to put down some new sidewalks in front of the buildings or whatnot and at the end of the day the contractors had some extra just some extra concrete lying around and they were like oh we got some extra concrete we'll just make an extra sidewalk between you know this door and this door just you know why not we have like, we don't want to waste materials or whatnot so they did that uh, the representative came out and said, you guys got to tear that up. We didn't pay for that. That wasn't in the work instructions. We did not order you to do that. So you have to take your own time and tear that up. Like, we would rather you waste material right. than do... Like, it's it's so stupid. Yeah. And, like, that's what they want our health... Like, that's the kind of stuff they want in our health care. I don't want the government that... to touch that after seeing all the... No. All, the... After working for the FAA and being a defense contractor. The, the level the of... The level of control and incompetency that the government exudes just in areas it's already involved, it's it's amazing. And I, and I don't... That's clear evidence. It's clearly reason why I don't want them involved in anything else. No, involved. no. The FAA, still half of their system is run on analog. Yeah. So I, don't, you, I know a lot of people don't know about technology in between analog and digital. Analog is... T- it's terrifying to even look at these days because it's all wires. It's... It's a mess, yeah. and nothing is made in analog anymore since, like, I don't know how long ago people stopped using analog. Pretty much everyone but uh, certain everyone, yeah, Everyone agencies. but some government agencies, yeah. apparently. Everyone's moved past analog for years and years now. FAA yeah. is still transitioning into the digital age. That reminds me, that story, it reminds me, it was out of Canada. I don't remember where, but there was, like, this park that this old man had built some steps uh, because, like, the city had estimated it would cost, like, $10,000 to put in the steps, and it was going to take forever, and this guy, like, took a few hours on a day, spent a couple hundred bucks, and put some stairs in because he wanted to use them because <laughs> he was an older <laughs> guy. And uh, and the city worker spent a bunch of money then tearing it down because it wasn't, I don't remember what the excuse was, it wasn't made within certain yeah. public regulation or no, something. It's... I'm like. The red really? <laughs> the red tape is like pages and pages and pages and pages yeah. long. Like we're because like we deal with contracts all the time as well. And they can be just like right now we're we're burning money to burn money because if we don't use it all, well then they won't give us as much next time. That's yeah. And true. which is which is the big thing with the government is use it or lose it. Yeah. So like you can't accrue this money. It's like, well, if we don't use all this money then we lose it next like we won't get as much next yeah. year so we have to use this on just the dumbest things like they just have to use it yeah. and it's That's it's true. so it's ridiculous i mean even government agencies and even like some uh recipients of government spending they're all that same way whether it be universities programs like nasa and then of course federal agencies they all have to use that money because if they don't they will they'll get cut like oh obviously you don't need this so they'll get cut and uh and then if they end up needing that money in the future they won't have it, uh, but but then it costs, and then it like raises even more money because they're like, oh look, we spend it all, we need more. Yeah. So then it just keeps going up and up when really the bulk of what they're spending it on isn't even. Honestly, if we just let agencies applicable. roll over like whatever they don't spend, that would save money. Yeah, if they were encouraged not to just waste it. Yeah, if like if there was a like school systems alone, if you let school systems keep whatever money they didn't spend that year and let them, like, save up for anything? Yeah. They would actually probably save money in the long run. There were a few votes, uh, a few measures on the ballot here in Oklahoma uh, last year about some of the education spending and not, I think, some some money that was put towards, like, certain areas that shouldn't, that can't be used for anything else. They were trying to, like, tear down the red tape around that so they could use it on other stuff because it was just there to for these certain things. Yeah. Even though those areas were fine and what they really needed were things over here that they couldn't use that money for. Yeah. I don't I don't actually know if that ever passed. I never paid much attention it, to I those locals. I sh- yeah, I really should, especially now that I can live in here. I don't uh, yeah, I mean as I still am like half committed to this state even though I've Same. been here. I'm just like, do I really care? I I did get my Oklahoma license plates. Uh, what? I did. I, oh, mine, no. were, mine were out by like 
almost a year expired. And I finally accepted that I'm probably gonna be here for a little bit longer. Yeah. I still have my la- I still have my last ID though. No. Until that expires this year. Oh no. I know. On my yeah. birthday too. I still got my Pennsylvania plates and license, and I don't I don't ever want to give them up. At least you know not for a while. My plates have expired a long time ago, but that's because Pennsylvania doesn't doesn't issue those stickers anymore that go on the plates. Oh really? So my registration's current, but I think on. I think the <laughs> I think the sticker on the plate says like 2014 or 2000. I mean, it's See, a long time ago. I I rode I like I rode mine out through last year because the the month the way Alaska does it like the sticker is it's for the month is very hard to see it's like a glossy kind of thing so it's mm-hmm. almost the same background as the uh, the month and so like you have you have to get it real close to see what month it is mm-hmm. but the year is like easily visible so it just said 18 and so I was like ah oh, though they won't really have to like they'll have to be like right on me right. if they want to check that out. And then 19 rolled around, and I saw that nice big blue 18 on the back of my license plate. I'm like, they might notice that. Yeah, you switch that up. Speaking of women in politics, though, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the lovely 2020 election that seems like it's already here, it's already started, even though it's February of 2019, um, there have been a handful of people that have announced. Almost every single one of them is female for the Democrats. Um, They're really riding that train hard. Yeah, uh, but I saw this tweet. Uh, it came from a uh, protect Robert Robert Mueller at disavowed Trump twenty. So you know clearly, it just yeah. like a. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a Russian bot. Like that's. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's like, like either you know, a really hardcore Democrat yeah. or a really hard troll. Yeah, it, I don't it, know it, which. It, it could, I mean, it could be a troll, but. Either way, they they raised a, what a Democrat would look at and say is a good point. I think it's nonsense. But uh, in a tweet just a few days ago, three days ago, um, he, she said, he, she, they, whoever this is, Kamala Harris is not likable, Elizabeth Warren is a liar, and Amy Globachar is mean, Kirsten Gillibrand is too ambitious. Somehow every female, female candidate for president has already been discredited slash disqualified, and it's not even 2020. Coincidence? I think not. You know, like, not likable, a liar, mean, too ambitious, are all in quotes. So she's, you know, they're trying to point out, like, oh, all of these women are already being disqualified, and clearly the system hates women. I just want to step in here and say, um, man or woman, you announce this early, people are going to start taking jabs at you right away. Yeah, that's that's part of the deal. That's, that's, that's how it works. It doesn't know? matter and, who you are. And, and you know what? Whether or not Kamala Kamala Harris, I don't. I've never heard that she's not likable. I don't. I haven't heard I have no people say that. that. She's a senator in California. Um, I I haven't heard anyone say she's not likable. She's just like Obama. She's plenty likable because she's she's got charisma and she's. I think she's full of shit. I think she is. <laughs> she's she's like Obama and that she's like a really good actor. She's really good at putting on a show. She's got really good PR. Um, but like, so I wouldn't say she's not likable. I think she's inauthentic. I think she's uh, a politician, ambitious. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think you know she's a grandstander and self-serving uh, politician. But you know, uh, whether or not she was male or female, I'd say that Elizabeth Warren, she is a liar. She's the one one thousand twenty four. Yeah, she apologized for that. Recently. She did. She did apologize. <laughs> and the very fact that it took her this long to apologize realizes, oh well, so maybe stupid. I did do something wrong. She finally came to that. Uh, that realization, but like she is a liar because yeah. she even finally apologized for lying about it. Yeah, so she is a liar. She's straight up as li- also. I like this tweet is also like people are calling them this and people are calling them this and people are calling them this. I'm like, well, who? Who's who's like? I always feel like some of these, tre- these yeah. tweets are just like bottom feeder, like. Oh, this one person, this one yeah. time, called this one person this. We see a lot of... So even, everyone thinks she's this. You see a lot of articles like that, even. Especially uh, Huffington Post or Mashable. Huffington Post is the worst. <laughs> like, how does that even qualify as a news organization anymore? I don't know. I don't get it. But it's just like, people are so mad about this, or... Uh, oh, this politician tweeted this, and people went nuts. Like, people. Just people. People. And... Bill Maher talked about this last year on a show in one of his monologues at the, at the end of the, sh- the show, but like he talks about how it's just complete nonsense. People are just saying people, people, people to get more people involved and make it sound like this issue is actually bigger. It sounds like it's half of America is yeah, against these women. Because people want to be involved. People want to feel like they're part of the, the group. So people feel this way. Well, 
I want to be a part of the group, so yeah, I feel this way too. Bandwagon for the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. When, uh, when really, like you'll 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 see some of the uh, examples in an article that like, oh, these people tweeted this because they were mad, and they're all like people with like ten followers, twenty followers. Like no one really cares about them, but suddenly these are the people that feel this way about this thing. Oh, who cares? It's not news. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the worst uh, like. The proponents of this, or is like, there's some subreddits that are like murdered by words, or like this happened, or whatnot. Yeah, and it'll be a tweet. It's like not a bad tweet, and then like one person will say something like, "Oh, he got murdered by words." Like, what about yeah. the other thousands of tweets? And like, that's one random yeah. dude that happened to have like somewhat a good point. There probably was someone yeah. who like rebuttaled him. Yeah, honestly, without a doubt, there was probably yeah. a rebuttal under that. Yeah, and then another, and another, and another. Honestly, like, if we got rid of Twitter, I think we'd all just be so much happier. <laughs> I Certainly, think, I think we, if not every single person could try it, it tries to have their moment in the spotlight of ah, I called this person out. We we would be just way better off. Yeah, it it certainly isn't good for public discourse. Um, so it's the worst. Yeah. Let's have an argument, but we only speak in two hundred forty characters. Yeah, and we're really just going to ignore the point that you just raised because I just want to keep talking about how I think I'm right. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm I not just, gonna. I want, I want to be able to screenshot this and send it and post yeah. it and give it to other people to show them how smart I am and how yeah. dumb you are. Yeah. When in all reality, you're not. And uh, one of the other candidates, Kristen Gillibrand, she is a senator from New York. She, you know, announced she uh, in this tweet. It calls her. It says that people are saying. People are saying. People are she, saying. People she's are too saying. ambitious. I hate that phrase. The thing with. The thing with Kristen Gillibrand is not that she's a woman. It's not even that she's too ambitious. She she's almost like almost like Jeb Bush in that she doesn't really have a niche. The mm-hmm. people she and she's like trying to serve a niche that doesn't even like her. So you'll remember, I think it was around New Year's or maybe a little before that, she had tweeted, uh, or maybe it was a long time ago. I mean, it was within the past six months. I don't, you know, this entire it's all meshing together. But she had tweeted. Uh, that the future is, or the future is a uh, female, and the future is intersectional. Those are like super liberal talking points, but not like Hillary Clinton liberal. I mean, we're talking like far left, pushing Green Party liberal type uh, verbiage. You know, um, the kind of people who hate Kirsten Gillibrand because they put her on par with someone like Hillary Clinton, who is way too establishment, who is. Uh, as corrupt as, as any other politician. They put her on par with someone like Hillary Clinton. And yet, the people who use that verbiage, the future is female, the future is intersectional, are not the people who even like Kristen Gillibrand. <laughs> so she can say that. And then the people who do like Kristen Gillibrand don't relate or sympathize as much with that language. Yeah. So Kristen Gillibrand is essentially uh, disregarding the people that do yeah. like her. Okay. Uh, so... I don't think I don't think she's gonna win at all. Uh, I think uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren um, of the people who have announced are probably the front the front runners. But if Joe Biden announces, he'll probably win. I think probably the you know he's he's leading the poll. Established people. Yeah, he's very establishment. You know what I really hate about all of this, like every what? single iota of this. What it is February. 2019. Yes. Yes. We were talking about presidential candidates for the 2020 election in November. Yeah. Well, campaigning will will officially start like late summer and in the fall, then the primaries are in the spring. So, you know, the people who want to get out ahead of everything and they start early. Although what's funny is that the later you are, like the more fresh you are and the more interested people are because you're just new to the race. The earlier announced, the longer you have to prepare and win over hearts and minds. But you know, you get stale after a while. Yeah, you're not. You can only say your main talking points. Yeah. so many times before people tell you to shut up. Yeah, the the exception to that was probably Donald Trump, and that's just because everyone couldn't believe it. Everyone couldn't believe it, and then every major news network was giving him so much airtime, and he kept on saying ridiculous thing and after ridiculous thing, and, and tweeting, and just... It was... He was such a good showman that it was he the, never got stale. It was the real-life uh, apprentice. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a real-life reality TV show, yeah. and we ate it up. Me included. I, I yeah, for the longest time, I was like, oh my god, look at him go, and... 
he, he just kept going. I was yeah. like, wait, wait, what? Oh, Don't I, keep going at this point. Stop. I saw it. I was like, Trump's running. This will be, this will be an interesting little uh, side, side show. And then he kept going and bingo. going and going. And then he won the Republican. And then I went, yeah. oh, no. I got really sad after the Iowa caucus and uh, uh, Rand Paul uh, stepped down. He, he announced he would uh, abandon his campaign. I was, I was upset about that, but I wasn't surprised. He he was a long shot, but he was the one I was pulling for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so you know, I'm I'm just never gonna be happy with any of this. But no. anyway, um, this is I mean this kind of talking point is so uh, it's so like a typical Democrat. You know, oh that's just sexist. You criticize a woman, it's sexist. You criticize Obama, it's because he's black. It can't be because you have legitimate issues with his policies with. Her politics with their whatever. Oh no, it's always it is. That's that's one of the things. Like people say, like people always like yell at the Republicans for being whatever. But that is the thing about the Democrats is if you attack anyone in the Democratic Party, it's not because oh you have you know oh that actually that's a logical argument that makes sense. It's because oh you're a racist, Nazi, bigot, homophobic, xenophobic. Goes on. Conservative Republican who hates women and children. Goes on and on from there. You're like, oh, I you just hate said the I did, children. Oh, I just said I didn't agree with his policy. I right. her policy. Right. Like, that's it. Yeah. Suddenly, you want. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, a trans, like a transgender female who grew up in Mexico and the family migrated up here, and if their policy is bad, their policy is bad. Yeah. And that doesn't change it. And and that goes for uh you know a straight. Rich white old man. If yeah. his policies are bad, I'm gonna criticize. Oh, yeah. it doesn't, it <laughs> Joe Biden's a perfect example of that. He's he's the the stereotypical enemy of of the modern America. And like his policies are bad, I'll criticize him. Is Kamala Harris's policies are bad? Oh yeah. Criticize it doesn't matter him. whose mouth it comes out of. If something is a good idea, it's a good idea regardless of who it comes from. No. If it's a bad idea, it's still a bad idea regardless if it comes from Obama or Trump. Uh, in the famous words of Judge Polito from CBS is the Good Wife, uh, when the law's an ass, somebody has to kick it, you know? Yeah. And I like when, that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, like, I like that a lot. Well, I'm just like, well, yeah. If, if that, that can be expanded to many things, including stuff like this, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I don't care who's saying it. If it's being an ass, someone has to kick it. It is. All uh, right. I think... Yeah, well... Let's, let's take we'll a move on. Yeah. We'll move on from that. So, That's the last of the politics. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a lot of politics. <laughs> on, on a lighter, on a, on a much, much lighter note, uh, this weekend I went and saw the Lego Movie Two. Oh Actually, I saw two movies this weekend. Uh, I saw one on Thursday called "I Want to Eat Your Pancreas." It was a Japanese anime film, absolute heartbreaker. Okay. And I saw another one, <laughs> Lego Movie Two, on Saturday with some friends. So we're just gonna not let you talk on here anymore. Oh come! <laughs> you get to talk about politics. I get to talk about. Weird Japanese you anime. You talk about movies. your anime and yeah, Legos. You gotta suffer through it. Okay. I think you would actually like. I want to eat your pancreas. So the the whole premise is there's a girl who has a pancreatic disease. So she's slowly she's slowly dying. Like she knows she's dying, mm-hmm. and she almost makes it like tries to make it like a joke of it. Like just like kind of living life as just as she wants, which is really cool. And then she meets uh, kind of a classmate of hers just on like a random occurrence, and she ends up befriending him because. He doesn't care that she's dying from a pancreatic disease, and so she and he ends up being the only one that she tells because uh, she's afraid that everyone else would just cheer so differently mm-hmm. and like not the same. And so she she likes having this guy who treats her as just like someone who's just living and not someone who's about to die. And it's just a really really sweet movie. And just, man, it's a heartbreak. I was tear. I was choking up at several. Points. I mean, I remember you mentioning this last week after we were done recording. Like, I don't. Like, I'm not against that storyline and viewing something with that storyline. I just wouldn't want it to be an, an anime. It's not, it, like you think anime. I just don't like that that setting. I don't like that animation style. I don't like that. Maybe you just haven't watched, watched the right one. I mean that because I mean we all grew up with like maybe. cartoons, and I know the idea today is. Uh, you the cartoon is either for a kid, you know, it's SpongeBob or you know, uh, Adventure Time or whatever the kids are watching these days. God, yeah, I am getting I, old. Whatever. It Why is. did I just say that phrase? Yeah. Uh, or you know, it's a Family Guy, Simpson, like really dirty humor, just oh, very yeah. crass. Family Guy. 
uh, like Bob's Burgers, South Park, like very, very adultish mm-hmm. humor. And like, there's in America, there's no real, there's no in between. Like, there's really not when you kind of think yeah. about it. Yeah. It's either like very, very crass, like very adult content, or it's for kids. Uh, Animes, it actually, a lot of their shows and movies are, you know, like our normal TV shows would be like, uh, like Glee or This Is Us, Breaking Bad, uh, Walking Dead. All the other, like, Netflix shows. Like, that's a lot of what the anime is in Japan. So the, the stories are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're some of the best, like, well-crafted stories. And also you can express a lot of different things with, like, faces. And, like, the way you can do a lot more because you don't have to do crazy CGI or, like, stunts or whatnot. If you can kind of explore topics in, in a different way, which I really enjoy. And so this one I, I really, really like. Just the way they did the animation and, like, how the story was told. I thought was really, really brilliant. I choked up several points. Oh, good. I think you'd like it. Well, we'll see about that. There's another one. I'm going to have to make you watch this one when it comes out to go buy it. But it's called The Silent Voice. Look it up. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, it comes out on Blu-ray soon-ish, I hope. Um, tell me tell me about the Lego movie. Because I... Whether it's the Lego Batman movie or the first Lego movie. like yeah. People, adults and kids, like seem to really like them. I just... I've never seen them. You've never seen them? I don't know. I just don't really so, care to see them. But. The first one's great. Uh, so, honestly, they're kids' movie. They're, they're adult movies that are disguised for kids because they're aimed towards, you know, my, your and my generation, like the generation that grew up, you know, with Legos, all the iPads and everything. We spent right. like, so much of our time with Legos, like building Legos. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of jokes about that, like, uh, like reading the manual. It's like, who reads the manual? And, like, uh, like yeah. going like against the grain of like how things should be built or like oh you want to build it that way and actually the message at the end of each movie is actually like really touching mm-hmm. like the, the end of the first one you find out like after everything has happened that this whole story that's been played out is uh, it's just like a little kid playing with Legos down in his dad's basement and his dad happens to be Will Ferrell come to find out uh, he Will Ferrell voices one of the he does he fo- he voices right. the main bad guy right and so the kid has like projected you know his dad on the main bad guy like oh you can't have fun because his dad is that like his hobby is building these like massive like realistic Lego like worlds in his basement like he has mm-hmm. like boxes it's all super organized like perfectly placed and he doesn't let his son like come down and play with the Legos so like his son comes down like against his father's like you know, will like kind of messes things up and does everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the dad kind of realizes that he's like, when he finds out like his son has cast him as the villain, he's like, Oh, this probably isn't good. And they end up like destroying part of the section of the cities. And, like that ends up like playing with the kid and realizing like, this is way more important than right. me wanting to just, you know, build Legos. Right. So it was a really kind of sweet touching ending. I was like, Oh, that's actually really cool. Like the way, the way they did that. So now that ending was that shot like live. action. That was live action. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, like, the story was also, it was absolutely hilarious. Like, uh, Will Will Arnett plays Batman. Right. I don't remember, uh, Chris Pratt plays the, the main guy. I don't remember much of the other characters, but, like, you have all sorts of people show up. Because yeah. you have, like, Lego dimensions are everywhere. And it, it really makes fun of itself. Like, at one point, uh, they're in the Batmobile, and Batman's, like, flying. Like, it's, it's obviously, like, a Lego wall. And uh, the main guy, Emmett, he's like, he's like, Batman, we're going to run, run into the sun. He goes, yeah, but it's going to look really cool. And he hits it in a bat signal, pops out into the sun. Oh, my. <laughs> it's really funny. And then the second one starts off immediately after the first one. Mm-hmm. Also ends up having, like, a really good message at the end of just, like, uh, so like, the whole, like, the whole subplot is, like, uh, part of them are like kidnapped, and he's got to go save them. And there's like a wasteland, and they thought like like this apocalypse of these other creatures had come in, and, like destroyed everything. Turns out his sister was now allowed to play downstairs because he was, and so he hated that. And so he was like, "Oh, like you're ruining everything." And she was just like, oh, "I just want to play with you." Mm-hmm. And so it was literally like heart, kind of like a, like heartfelt thing at the end, where the brother and sister realize that like we love each other. We can like we just, and they start playing together. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet really funny too I don't think I've seen as many like references and like callbacks in a single movie as the Lego movie it was like insane like at one point you meet like you see Will or uh, Bruce Willis like a Bruce Willis Lego feature creature or like <laughs> person you're like that's weird and then later on like you just see the Bruce Willis like crawling around at events and they oh, run into it and they're just like he's just like I don't spend all my time at events I swear I have a life and he just, like, turns around and, like, crawls the other way. And I'm like, all right. Oh, God. 
It's brilliant. It's really, really That's funny. That's just such an odd <laughs> reference. It's there's like there's an like there's like Mad Max references. Really? Uh, there's references to like all the Batman's there's references to like the the Justice League at one point. I think I remember who it was, but one of the characters is like uh, with these like with DC crumbling around how it is and Marvel not returning our calls, what are we gonna do? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that one broke me. Oh god. I was laughing for quite a while on that one. Uh, it's just, it's really, I would highly recommend. I haven't seen the other ones, I, uh, but I've heard they're just as good. I, uh, I'm not against seeing them, I, I guess. It's just, there's never been something I've wanted to go out of my way to watch. But I, I think they're brilliant. I remember when that that one came out and everyone was, was talking about all the, the voice actors, you know, being Will Ferrell and uh, Chris Pratt and um, uh, Will Arnett. I know uh, that that got me closer to it. It's like, oh, you know, these are Will Arnett is Batman. Funny is, people, it's fantastic. Right? He's he's the perfect. Maybe thing you know, Batman. maybe I'll get around to watching it. I don't know. I'm not in a rush to watch it. It's pretty good. All right. All right. So to finish out this episode, let's talk about music. The first the first thing uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, because the the second thing kind of transitions into the best and worst of the week, but the first thing I want to talk about was again an, another op-ed in the New York Times this past week uh, that that uh, it's titled "They Really Don't Make Music Like They Used To," and it it goes into like a, uh, a, a an exploratory uh, well no I wouldn't even say that it doesn't really explore it it well, guess- much has a point but it's it, it's saying that. Uh, Music is louder now, and it's proven that it's louder. Um, you know, he uses, the author uh, uses an example like whenever you have a TV on and it would transition, I don't feel like this happens as much anymore, but uh, whenever it would transition from like a TV show to a commercial, sometimes the commercial is significantly louder. Um, Do you know what that is? What? Do you know why that is? Yes. Okay. Well, you probably can say it better than me. Go ahead. So there, there's a law where in, I don't remember when it was passed, but commercials and anything like that cannot be louder than any part, than the largest, loudest part of a show. Right. So companies will find the loudest part of whatever show they want to insert this commercial in and make it that loud. Of course. So if you're watching like an action movie, commercial is going to be pretty dang loud. Right. Well, yeah. And so that's, that's, so he says like the TV is put at this volume, but within that volume... There are highs and lows that can it can still be at, and that's why you know TV shows are louder during an explosion versus like a conversation, and so the commercial is going to take that that loudest place, and so music is doing that same thing, and that rather than the volume being set here and everything being at that level, uh, and, and having you know going up and down with the, the with the the song playing, it is louder more often. Um, in more songs, uh, it has a uh, it peaks uh, higher and lows aren't uh, much lower. And in the op-ed, he references uh, he uses two different songs, um, both both by great artists. Uh, What's going on by Marvin Gaye, oh. and This Is America by Childish Gambino. Great song. You yeah. want you want a Grammy for his music video? Yeah, I was going to talk about the Grammys oh. in a minute too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good music video. It was I, fantastic. I think the music video is even better than the song, personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I've listened to the... And there have been times where I'm like, I'm going to listen to the song. And I'm like, nah. I kind of want to watch the video. I want to watch the video. Yeah, I want to watch the music video. It's fantastic. Uh, but uh, we'll uh, jump in and, and listen to this part of, of what's going on. So you can see... You can kind of you can see there uh, using the the graph on the uh, in the op-ed, and maybe you can also hear it. The those peaks uh, it, they fall up and down. You know that it's more obvious and it's not as loud. While in Childish Gambino, um, it's a lot just higher and not as much variation from the highs and the lows. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. What I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you 
Okay. Yeah, so th there's there's less variation. I think. Well, those are also two very, I'd say, different well, music see, styles. That's though. the thing. Yeah, no, that's and that's why I wanted to bring this up. I mean, he has a lot more examples further on, but they all kind of. I've never thought of as like rap as a quiet. Like it's always been like very bass and. Well, yeah, but he I mean, heavy. He uses that, but then he also uses Shallow, Lady and Gaga, and Bradley Cooper from uh, whatever that movie was, uh, Starsborn. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he uses a song by Drake, by Cardi B, by Zed, Childish Gambino, Brandy, Carlisle, Kendrick Lamar, Post Malone. So yeah, a lot of that is more R and B and rap. R and B and pop, which is a yeah. newer yeah style. He makes back then. he 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 kind of, he just makes the claim. I think uh, kind of a broader claim that it's. It's most songs now. Well, that's um, just the the popular. That's what popular. Well, yeah, but I think that's what he what he is borderline criticizing. I mean, I I don't agree with him. No. I don't agree with the criticism. I, I agree with I agree with the criticism in that music can be louder now because people just like the noise, and and maybe some people do, and maybe that's true for some people. In which case. You know, whatever, whatever works for you. I I don't see the artistic value in being louder for the sake of being louder. But music is different than it used to be, and yeah, sure, they really don't make music like they used to, and that's okay. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, because we have much better equipment now to make it. So yeah, and much not much different. I'm assuming different way, yeah, different, different ways culture, and different ways to produce it, oh, different yeah. even different instruments now, and uh, and also just fake band. instruments yeah. even like yeah. computers. Oh, yeah. Also, like, I mean, yeah, we have computers writing music these days. Yeah. I mean, depending on your genre, so, like, I listen to the metalcore, which is very loud. Just, that's just what it is. It, <laughs> it, it's loud, and it loves being loud, because that's just that's just that genre. Yeah. Or if you listen to something more like, uh, uh, like Matt Smith, or, uh, you know, one of the uh, the more, I want to say, say Ed Sheeran, but he's, like, really poppy as well. I mean, there are authors out there that do, like, more acoustic kind of style, and that's... I guess if if he had taken like you know the song by Marvin Gaye and did it to a similar style that is still being done today, maybe he might have had some credence. But yeah, comparing well, I mean that'd be like comparing you know one of the one of the points he makes and he wasn't it's not even his point I don't remember uh, it was in a publication I can't. I'm just totally talking to my, out of my ass right now because I know it exists. I just couldn't tell you where to find it or even everything that it says. But it talks about part of what makes a good song is uh, di the dynamic range of it. And nowadays that range is a lot smaller just because it's louder. Meanwhile, music in previous generations, there was louder and softer moments. is a lot more dynamic and therefore created a more artfully crafted song. I... I don't think I could paint with just a broad brush like that and say this is the case all the way across the board. No. You know, uh, just because something has less dynamic range doesn't mean that's inherently bad. Especially a lot of music nowadays. Maybe not music in the top 100 on iTunes, but plenty of music that is produced nowadays isn't just cr crafted like that. Isn't created to be loud and in your face. There is plenty of music that is still being made that is as artful, if not more artful. Adele. Than previous generations. Adele is a great example. I mean, it's like it's just like that uh, that baby boomer thing. Yeah. Like, are you young people don't appreciate true art. Like their there, music was the only thing. There was, was a guy doing. doing that exact same thing in the locker room today as I was changing. He was like, I fought in the you know I was in Desert Storm. <laughs> These kids, I'd rip their trachea out, but I was afraid. Like, I don't really want to do that. Get out of here! I could beat you up. I'm like, dude, calm down. You're a great person, bro. Like. Calm down. Like, no one's yelling at you. Like, we get it. Like, all right. We get it. You're down. a tough yeah, guy. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, you hate us. Like, he, like I was saying, he's like, what he's was dead. that context? Was he just saying that well, to he was, you? No, he was talking to, like, another guy. Like, oh, I okay. walked in, like, because I just finished showering. So, like, I walked in, like, get changing. He, like, he was just like, these damn kids these days, and I'm blah, 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 blah. And they didn't know, like, they, they would have the freedom if I hadn't done what I did. I was like, Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Calm oh, down. that's another that's another conversation. I would have the down. freedom if I didn't go invade Iraq. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, anyway. but no, that is that is kind of a thing. I guess I don't I don't know if it's just the older generations just always love to hate on the younger generations, yeah. or if it's specifically the generation above ours. Yeah, I don't know. It it may just be the younger versus the older. That's you know it's been around for centuries, but it yeah. also might just be. 
a bigger because I don't want to generalize the baby boomers like no. they do us because no. I always feel I always hate when people are like oh the baby boomers think we're like this blah 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 and like we're not like that like don't generalize us and they'll just they'll turn around and be like the baby boomers are the ones that have killed the entire planet and hate everything like, yeah don't you just did what you hate that they do about you yeah so why are you doing it to them because yeah. that doesn't make any sense and it probably is a an older versus a younger. I I just take that stance where, like, me liking songs that Bastille or John Bellion puts oh, out oh, now. I, I, they're fantastic. It does not discredit the music that uh, the Rolling Stones created. Oh, or, no. Like, or the Eagles. Like, that music's great, too. The Beatles you know? are still one of the best bands, probably. I I hate the Beatles. I actually, I'm not a fan either. I but hate them. Everyone loves I, them. They're the most overrated band in history, I would Ooh. say. My God, they're horrible. Or like uh, Frank Frank Sinatra. Oh my God, yes. He he is still an icon. Like He's his perfect. music's never gonna yeah. go out of That's style. Timeless. It's it amazing. really is. Like the other day, I was at a at a small group house and we were listening just to we were just kind of making fun of stuff. We were like one of our guys is like, oh, I like album. I like some music. Play some like uh, romantic style music. When he started playing Taylor Swift. I was like, no, nah, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> Alexa played the romantic music. Frank Sinatra came on. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Like, you, you'll never hear anyone complain about someone, like, putting Frank Sinatra on. It's like, oh, this is just good, it's good. music. It's just good. It's just it's like they had, so they, good. Yeah. Like, they had, like, uh, Queen. It's yeah. fantastic. Kiss apparently was good. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've never, <laughs> I've I've never really listened to. Yeah, I, I've, I'm sure I've yeah. heard. Ozzy Osbourne like has some absolute like rock legends. Oh yeah, like they had Crazy this, Train, bro. Crazy Hell yeah. Train. Aerosmith. What are talking like, about? Like there were fantastic bands like back in the day, like amazing singers. We're not saying that's not true, but we also like the music that we listen to today. Yeah, I mean, I would say one of the the examples of uh, a great example of of that kind of boisterous booming music is Bastille. Uh, a lot of their music is uh, orchestra driven. It is loud. It's in your face. And I, n- not every song, but a lot of their songs are like that. It's like a trademark sound of theirs. And it's not, they're not doing that for the noise. They're doing it because it creates the feeling from that song. It adds to what it is that uh, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to create. You right. know, it's part of the story of the song. And, and their music is, Amazing! Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I saw him in concert with uh, Moth and the Flame. I saw that you did that. I had seen them in Pittsburgh before. I love them. Their their live concerts. Their live concerts are fantastic. Yeah. Like, all the songs are like, is that like some of the songs? Uh, like they're two evils. Yeah. It's like a very slow, like quieter song. Yeah. And it's just it's fantastic. It's yeah. one of my favorites because yeah. it's just kind of hits you hard a little bit. Yeah. Uh, their uh, Oblivion does that to me. Their song on there. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like they're amazing live, and like they're, I yeah. love listening to music. I've been listening to music, uh, like happier. I love happier. Oh, the, them and their uh, marshmallow, marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking. Well, we should just have you sing. No, I'm every, a terrible singer. Yeah, I know you are. So bad. Uh, <laughs> okay, transitioning to the next topic, <laughs> still involving music. Um, do you remember Vine? Uh, for about six seconds. <laughs> Do you remember like watching any vines or anything like I that? I watched like some vine compilations, but right. that's it. Okay. Did you watch many when Vine was like a thing? Yeah, I was watch like I was watching the compilation stuff when it was still popular. Okay. okay, so you weren't like going through the Vine app. No, I never thing. actually okay. got Vine. Okay. Um so I, I did, I was I never I never posted a single thing, but I was I mean I was on it every day watching something. Uh, I would sometimes spend like an hour just flipping through lines. And it's really easy to do because like, oh, it's just six seconds, and they just keep yeah. going and going. Well, and suddenly d- you've watched do you a hundred of them. Did you see is- the website that was out like way like years before Vine called Five Second Movies? No, it was Vine before Vine was cool, where people didn't just do like random like crazy things. Like they actually made it was five second movies. It's like right. it told the story in exactly five seconds. Yeah. Well, so one of them was really funny. One of them it was during when Twilight came out. Oh, and God. and uh, there was, there was, you saw you saw you were in a movie theater. There's two scientists. They have clipboards, and they're like, "How do we know the movie was successful?" And one guy takes his hand, like puts it puts it on a, a seat, and it oh, comes no. back like soaking. No, it was great. No, stop! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I remember, oh, I was laughing so hard because oh, I thought it was absolutely. And there there was another one where these guys. Oh, God, you you saw a guy like hold the CD. 
throws it in a microwave. You see, like, do the crackling things. Like, when you do a CD, it gets all, like, crackled and whatnot. They take it out, like, cool! They throw it in a computer, and, like, they hit play, and you just hear screaming coming from the computer. What? Was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah. Way well, before, like, so artfully crafted. Oh, yeah, you're sure. Uh, Back in my generation. One of the one of the worst decisions Vine ever made was, was to allow for longer than six second videos oh they did that oh yeah towards the end they were like trying to they were like trying to expand and maybe more compete with youtube but it's like the whole point of vine was that it was six, six seconds. seconds the whole point was that they had to, the users uh and contributors had to create a story whether it be something funny or just a joke and do it in six seconds get it all across in six seconds once they started doing it where you could put like several minute long videos on there what was the point? It wasn't funny it, because it was all just like it, what, like the joke they were trying to get across was like funny, but then they took like a minute to take it. Where like you know they could have done it in, in six, six seconds. seconds. It would have been you know that was the whole point of it. But you know they stopped doing that. But some of these some of these people now that Vine is closed. It was 2017 well, spring. That's TikTok is all. But, the yeah, TikTok is now. Thank God. I'm, we're not going to talk about TikTok. Uh, God, there's so many horrifying cursed videos on there. Um, <laughs> but some of those, some of those users on uh, Vine, they they got very popular and they fled to YouTube. A lot of them were already on YouTube, and they just started purely uh, putting their stuff on there. Or some of them, for whatever reason, decided that they were talented enough to produce music. <laughs> so I selected three songs <laughs> that we're going to just take a real quick look at. This is like Rebecca Black all over again. No, I mean, <laughs> well, you know what? One of them is, in fact, the, the last one, we're going to watch it last. We're going to start from what I think is actually okay and just get worse from there. Uh, th- the one, the last one is so bad, I don't know if it's a joke. Oh, I'm excited. It might just be, um, it might be I'm for a joke. excited. So the first one is uh, Gabby, Hannah, she... Had the I think she still does the Gabby Show on YouTube. Uh, she had a Vine account of that same name. She had some you know funny stuff. She was she's had the Gabby Show for quite a while, so she's uh, heavily involved there. From Pittsburgh, actually. She mm, yeah. Look at uh, well Pitt, representing Pittsburgh area. Uh, she's way like, to own her up, yeah. even though she, it's probably gonna be awful. Uh, well, actually, this one's not too bad. Like I said, it's okay, and then gets worse. Uh, this is her latest song. So, it, you know, her first one we won't listen to. We're going to, you know, give them the latest representation of their work. This is her latest song. So we'll uh, jump in here and give it a listen. you been glad to hear it. Just one question if you can bear it. Do you ever miss me too? Because I spend my days still thinking of you. Should I take a pill? To numb the pain, change the chemicals inside my brain. I worry I won't be the same, but I guess that that's the point. Can you medicate a broken heart? Make your tragedies work of art. Medicate a broken heart, build your walls up just to rip them up. That's not, that's not yeah, bad. Not too bad. Reminds yeah. me of. Uh, oh. What song is it? like that reminds me of a like the tune reminds me of a song. It was in Shrek. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> what? No. Don't put Hallelujah on this level. No, Hallelujah is a fantastic song. Yeah. It's way better. This but reminds it me of something. It has that like da da. Yeah, da, it has well, that same kind of rhythm. This reminds me of something Christina Perryish. ish mm, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's not bad. It's all right. It's not awful. Uh, some of her older Two songs. Two and a half million views. Yeah, some of her older songs are a little bit more laughable, but th- but this is all right. Uh, the okay. next one comes from Thomas Sanders. Uh, probably many people recognize him. He is. Uh, he was just. He was. A, he's a theater kid to the heart. Mm. Uh, he. Uh, his voice isn't bad, but like he. I don't know in your high school if there was just like that that theater kid who was in every musical and his voice was okay. But like he thought he was amazing. He thought he was amazing, and not only that, singing for a musical is not the same as like singing no. at a concert or singing to record an album. He sounds like a theater kid. He, right, you can tell he's a theater kid, you know. And it's just let's go with it. Some people might like it. I don't. Sometimes the problems at play are not all plain to see. So we lash out at our loved ones Disregarding our bond sanctity 
There are several sides to us that may seem abstract. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's over-enunciation. Yeah. It's no real flow. It's like this... No. It sounds like a kid's song. It sounds like something you yeah. see in like Sesame Street. Like, hey, kids. And and this was this what this came out last year. Uh, it's not his latest song. His latest song is like, uh, it's not just him. There's like a bunch of people, and it's called Seasons of Love. So I didn't want to play that one. I wanted to play the one where it was just him, and it came out late last year. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's sixteen thousand views. Hmm. Yeah, not as accomplished. It's not that great. Uh, he he is a very popular YouTube channel. Um, his I don't think his music has taken off too much, and it's just for that reason. I don't, it's not really. No, it it good. sounds like something you'd see on like a kids show, like yeah, yeah. Maybe at best on like the soundtrack to a musical. Yeah, it, on yeah, like <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not. It's it's a music that needs acting behind. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's the is best, what it, that's is the what it sounds it. like. So you know. Now the worst one. Again, this might be a joke. That's how bad this, it is. This ooh, one I can't tell. This one comes this from <laughs> I can't tell. This one comes from Danny Gonzalez. He made some very funny vines. Ooh, it's called Slime. It's called Slime. He he was very funny. And and this came out this year. I mean he he just recently put this out. Alright. Um let's 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 he, see uh, this video. Yeah, it came out last month. Uh he <laughs> What is that car? It's a Tesla. I don't know if it's his. He he was a church boy from Atlanta who suddenly decided that he wants to try and get into hardcore music. Gotta so love, gotta love church boys from yeah. Atlanta. We'll, we'll have to listen to a full minute of this because okay. we gotta get a feel for All it. Right. The man is in the house. We about to shut it down. Every time I step up in this club, I make it bounce. Don't fuck with small amounts. I buy it by the pound. And when we pulling up, boy, that Lambo making sound. Got that rolly on my wrist. You know I had to flex. And I got those twin chains, ice climbers on my neck. Now your girl want a drink. It's cool, I got to check. I throw a couple bands. Now she's showing me respect. Now she's showing me respect. She wanna know where I get this money. How I ball so hard She wanna know what I do to afford these clothes and these dope ass cars She said, are you an actor or a model? I get the waitress and we pop some more bottles She keeps asking, won't let it go okay. Looks like I really have to let this girl know I told her I'm excited Candy DIYs Post that shit on YouTube, children can't believe their eyes I, 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 I. That has to be a joke. There's no way that's real. I mean... That can't be real. So, the other person in this music video was, was also a Voiner. He, he... The slime... I think there was a video reference in that music video. He probably... Maybe that's his YouTube channel now. Maybe. Uh, let me... Let's find let's out. Let's check his his channel. Hey, Greg. I hope you're having a great day. What? Go away. Three mil... Three and a half million views. Well, that's a different video. Shit. Two million subscribers. He is. He's very popular. On, what the on, heck? He was very funny on on. Why aren't we this popular? Oh, I don't know. Maybe one day. Uh, let me. It looks like he. Oh, it looks like he's a prankster. Or. I mean, I, that's the thing. I just, I really, I really can't tell. Um, he... Either way, I mean, this that's not his only music. Now, maybe every single one of them is a joke because they're all that bad. Oh. Right. That they could yeah, all be a joke. I think I, I don't believe it's real. It might I, maybe not. I, I, I would hope not. I hope because it's, it's that that's, bad. That, that's like Lonely Island. Like not like Lonely Island's way better. You know, but, yeah, Lonely Island's way better. But that looked like a, that looked like a joke. Yeah, uh, you know of of like my, self like acknowledgement like how stupid this is that like I'm making this much cash. Doing this stupid thing online. Yeah. I hope it's, I hope it's like a meta, like oh, yeah. I I understand yeah. how dumb this is. Yeah, and let's, the, and let's make this. Yeah. yeah, if that is, if like that's the case, I think that's funny. I still, it still seems a little extreme that he did this much, that he recorded an album, that he released it, that he's probably profiting from this. I hate my now, life. of course, the, maybe that just adds to the joke, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, it's. <laughs> Well, I think my biggest problem with with Vine and and a little bit with YouTube, but not as much, is that Vine 
uh, created a platform where these contributors suddenly had a lot of sway and a lot of authority within the community and really over the app because they alone are bringing so many ad dollars to the platform. And, you know, I think it's 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 quite an impressive world we live in where, like, an amateur can get online and monetize their presence, their very presence, you know, and, and you know, make... A, a living potentially off of that and that's you know if you do that that's great there are youtubers that are millionaires yeah because they monetize PewDiePie. their presence online yeah PewDiePie, uh even uh, uh ray ray lewis or ray yeah. john ray whatever that guy's yeah. name is he's not Equals as popular right now but yeah uh yeah there's a bunch like there are whole companies yeah. now that that just do like youtube and videos and and you know there are th- these viners i just referenced they fell out a little bit because Vine went away and those people were watching them and so some of them I feel like got desperate and started putting out music that is that is literally a joke I mean probably more Thomas Sanders this probably is literally a joke yeah with Damien Gonzalez and, and you know Gabby Hanna wasn't bad no it wasn't all it was alright it was good uh, she could get better but um it's just that it's just like to me it comes across as like a uh, desperate effort to stay relevant to keep creating content yeah even though they're kind of past what was their prime medium vine is no longer no. so it's, they just want to <laughs> stay relevant and they're struggling to do that so <laughs> i just i just whenever i heard this uh song a few days ago i was like i really want to talk about this on the podcast because <laughs> it's so funny uh but uh speaking of music i'm gonna we'll transition to best and worst of the week I can give my best real quick. Oh, God. So at work, we've been having, we've been doing a lot of like polyurethane foam and like having some problems with uh, figuring out how it works with moisture and like how to saturate with water and kind of how all this, a lot of stuff around it has worked. And ended up uh, doing some, it'd be like we've been trying to figure some stuff out for a little bit. Ended up doing kind of like a random Google search on some, like a kind of a topic we haven't really touched on before. Ended up finding a paper that like had everything that like we really were kind of curious about of like how this foam works and i want to give it a shout out because it was for a housing association in alaska oh god from i think it was like uh quan quantum quantagak alaska that's a made-up word it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's way out in the middle of nowhere and i saw it and i was i was so happy for you that don't know I'm from Alaska, <laughs> so anytime like my state gets a shout out like this, I'm pumped. I am so happy. Yeah, it was a weird name. It was like Quantagak, Alaska, or something crazy like that. Like out in the middle of nowhere, I pulled it up on Google Maps. It's one road and an airport. Oh, well, they do have. A, is it like an airstrip? It's it's an airstrip. Okay, it's an airstrip. It's got okay. one road and a loop. You can count the number of houses on like two hands, like probably two pairs of hands, uh, and there's nothing else. Anywhere close to it. Well, I'm glad uh, they were able to provide you with all your answers. And they helped me with my defense contracting project because they did a study on polyurethane foam on a house in the middle of fuck nowhere, Alaska. I mean, that works. You can bleep that out. No. That last part. That works. I mean, that probably is, I would imagine, a good uh, setting to... Run, run that type of test. Uh, so that's my best week. I was really happy. Well, I'm really, I was really, really happy, happy today you. when I found that. Best. I'm really happy for you. Well, my my, I don't have a worst. I only have a best. Jimmy Carter, 39th president. He is officially, as of last night, a two-time Grammy winner. <laughs> what? <laughs> How does that work? I I know. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what? So. He won his first Emmy in 2016 for spoken word or Grammy. Sorry, he he won his first Grammy in 2016 for spoken word, and it was his audiobook. And then last night he won it again for audiobook for best for for best spoken word album of the year. It was his audio. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Ninety-four year old Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. That's two Grammys. It's a two-time Grammy winner. <laughs> I like. I love it and hate it I know. at the same time. Should that count? Probably not. But, but it does. And but like, who's gonna argue against a ninety-four-year-old yeah. president? And like, it's, and it's, who's, gonna, who's gonna like wrest that away from his hands? I mean, I don't want to like you know minimize spoken word. Spoken word is great, but it is also just spoken word. So yeah, you're, he won. You're reading the 
work than someone else with a lot more time and everything. Yeah, it's not like it's not like album of the year. But at the I same really time, hope, I really hope that those two books that he read out didn't win any awards because that would be even greater. <laughs> I I just I just think it's really funny that we can say that he is a two-time Grammy he's a two-time winner. Grammy winner. And what's funny is that he's still not the oldest Grammy winner. Is he not? He's ninety-four. The oldest was ninety-seven, was and then someone at ninety-five won one. Okay. So he's the third oldest. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think it was at the Grammys. Well, I don't know. I saw recently it was Dolly Parton that came up because she had like, Ugh. well, she had donated like millions of dollars to give books to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, she has her own book charity. Apparently, she's a lot cooler person than I thought. Like, yeah. Music wise, and I don't care, but person wise, like, that's kind of cool. Well, know. yeah, the charity is fantastic, and the, I've heard she's amazing in that. There's regards. yeah, there's they do a lot of great work, and they give a lot of books away to to, to kids, but. Um, <laughs> I guess if I'm going to pick a, a worst of the week, it comes from CNN's Anna Navarro. And last night she tweeted, uh, oh, what I, what I, whatever Dolly Parton's having, I want some, because she's 74. And she looks that like that. I'm like, well, you know what it is? It's plastic surgery. So, yeah. Snip, snip, snip. Go ahead, Anna yeah. Navarro. You can have that. You can pay for that. It's not a secret. Yeah, it's not a secret. Exactly. Everyone knows. Everyone knows she has a lot of plastic surgery. So, yeah, go ahead and have what she's having. It's not yeah. It's not impressive. It's not good genes or good health. It's plastic surgery. It's, yeah. I mean. No, no uh, one's fooled by it. Yeah, we no. All, we all kind of no. know it. We just kind of. Ignore it? Yeah, so we don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't just, need to. You, know? you just don't mention. You're it's like Dolly Parton. Everyone goes, hmm. Yes. <laughs> Dolly Parton. So, you know, there you go, Anna. There's your answer. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. That's my worst of the week, okay. I would say. Just, and that's up. mainly just because I don't like Anna Navarro. Not yeah. because I have... Not because I feel one way or the other about Dolly Parton. Just I funny. felt like it was a stupid tweet. That's funny. Like, the answer... You know the answer. It's obvious. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right, politics, vine, and music. What an episode! What a great week! Oh, it's gonna be a week, man. Oh my god, it's all, it's Monday. I know, I hate it. Well, uh, well, but tomorrow's Tuesday. Actually, I'm playing tennis with my friend tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Can't relate. That's fine. I don't have any friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll still be here uh, next week. Knockwood. Uh, also, you know, we're both still alive. Uh, back at my place to record. Will be? Yeah. All right, let's, let's go on and off. one of my favorite things is when Duck or Daffy climb up on the table. I don't care. Well, like, my eyes itch every single time when they, they the podcast. They get up here and they want to be part go, of the podcast. I have to go buy allergy medicine just to record this thing. That's fine. Whatever you got to do. We'll alternate every other week. I love when Daffy, I love when Daffy meows into the microphone. <laughs> she rubbed her butt up against it last time. He... He, sorry. They're both boys. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll alternate because I can't do I can't do allergies every Tuesday. Fine, that's every Monday. Monday. Again, it's just Monday. Yeah, we're just trying to get ahead of ourselves. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of this episode. I hope you all have just an amazing week. Hope it's better than ours. No. <laughs> no. I mean, Saturday's looking pretty good for me. Saturday. Yeah. What's happening? Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Uh-huh. Well. Well yeah. then. Good luck this week, people. Seize that night. Carpe and Octum. Have a great one, folks. Carpe Noctum is a production by Amateurs, hosted by Dylan Shoup and Dylan Kiever. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.